Suck it, Josh Allen. <laughs> You'll never play Fortnite with Drake. It's not that deep, dude. You don't have to get, like, so morbid, you know? <laughs> this is not a moon podcast, so I don't know the answer to this. What some may refer to as the cum bowl. I got frostbite on my testicles. What's <laughs> up? <laughs> Great Odin's Raven. Great Odin's Raven. What does that even mean? Odin, the all father in Norse mythology. For those of you who didn't know, this is a history podcast. He is uh, credited with having a raven who, um, you know, as his companion, it had it had visions of of the whole world. It's like a little, little looking glass. Like he's, he's, all the nine realms of North North Missouri. All right. So you're telling me that he had a little brand at his yes. shoulder, and he could see all things going on. Blue. The watcher of the world. Mm-hmm. The brand star. Yeah. You could say it was inspired. George R. R. Martin is a, a Norse mythology uh, fraud merchant. He's never had a creative thought of his own. You know, I. I <laughs> that's a bold take. <laughs> I'll take that. Give me the helmet. Um, uh, apparently, for those of uh, those of you at home who enjoy the Game of Thrones universe, The Winds of Winter, the next book, he's 1,100 pages deep. Which, wow. Yeah, that's insane. Which is the same amount of pages that he had uh, in 2022. So it's almost 2024, and he said he's he doesn't know what else to write. I mean – Dude, he, I mean, we'll see. I, I can understand getting a writer's block and, you know, the book series that will define your life, you know, not really, but like, kind no, of, you know, it's, yeah. it's your life's work. You got to take your time to, like, what if you release it? He's like, shit, I'm trying to include it. The brand could, <laughs> the dragon sexy. The, 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 yeah. Why didn't I do that? <laughs> People needed to know. Like, I, I don't know. Especially how complex that universe is. So yeah. you really got to think about all the angles of, all the different characters and the fact that you know your your book series was so popular mm. that in fact you had a show on HBO that went extremely well until the very last season and everyone absolutely hated. But really, guys. nobody. He's in a good spot because everybody hated. Nobody blamed him. Nobody blamed him because yeah, it really wasn't his fault. Though. I mean, other- I, I'm sure he had some creative say in how they were going to do it. I'm sure he was like, I'm thinking of writing it like this. And then they did it like that, and everyone's like, oh, this is awful. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just immediately panics, and he's like, you guys make House of the Dragons. I'll figure this shit out. It was like, when's the last book going to come out, George? And he's like, erasing what he wrote. He's like, it's coming to It's coming to I mean, that makes sense, right? Because like the the season eight of Game of Thrones was rushed. They could have made all that content happen in three seasons. They should have been, entirely right? been, been doing the show, and you know they just rushed it. And I'm pretty sure there was something to do with the two other writers that were working on. The yeah, script. Dave and Dan. Yeah, they Dave and Dan. they got offered Star Wars, and they're like, "Oh, we gotta obviously we're gonna do Star Wars." It's not like we already have an extremely popular and so and culturally impactful piece of media that we're working on. Let's go do Star Wars and rush out of here. Yep, and then they turn. And I remember HBO was like, "Hey, you know, you could have more episodes," and they were like, "We're good." Don't need it. We'll deal with the five. We'll make them movies, too. They'll be so cool to watch. Everyone will love them. 
it'll be really cool if you've never seen the show before. But if you have, if you have any idea what's happening, you're gonna hate it. Fun fact. And this is not my fun fact of the day. This is just a fun fact. Okay, fun facts. Um, the cloaks that the Brothers of the Night's Watch wore in Game of Thrones, actually, Ikea rugs. That is a fun fact. Yeah. yeah. What do you do? Uh, Ikea is just the universal go-to for all things. And know, they got meatballs. And Fashion and meatballs. I've never had an Ikea. Do they actually have meatballs? I've heard. I guess. I've, I've never been actually, to Ikea. I've never been they to could Ikea. be lying. That'd be a really it's funny, elaborate joke. That like everybody agreed to tell. They're like, "Oh, you can get meatballs at this yeah. furniture store." It's like there's a swimming pool on the the top floor of the library. For, for, That's you know, true. School. If you've never been there, just say you've never been there. It's okay. Not everyone's, you know. What are you talking about? If you've never been in the pool. You know, <laughs> the, mean the pool at the top of the library. Yeah, if you've never been in it, it's okay. I've been. I've been there. <laughs> For those of you out there who have not seen Game of Thrones, we aren't advocating that you don't watch it. We're just no. advocating oh. you be prepared. Yes, yes. I think you, everybody should watch it and then just go into uh, – you should watch it until season – watch and finish season six and then and then uh, wait for the next book, I think. Yeah, do you know what that sounds like, though? You know, you, you spent six seasons watching a show, and then someone's like, yeah, but, you know, just – Last two seasons are meh. Yeah. You know, it, there's no motivation to actually watch the show. You know, just to get slapped in the face with reality of Star Wars being a higher priority than Game of Thrones. Ridiculous. And you know what's even worse? They didn't even they didn't even get hired for the Star yeah. Wars because of how badly the last season of Game of Thrones was. That's They're like, just, yeah, we don't want awesome. you guys. Which is crazy too, because Star Wars sucked too. So they really ruined <laughs> Star Wars and they ruined Game of Thrones. Yeah, fuck those guys, dude. Yeah, honestly, I don't know what they're doing on the what, what work they're doing now for their their. I don't know. Hopefully, they're uh, writing. I don't know. I'm sure they're very successful somewhere, doing some crazy thing, and they're gonna have they they got away like bandits. Honestly, ruining Game of Thrones. Shame on them. Shame on you, David Dan. The worst part was watching the videos of all the actors like being disappointed and like doing interviews and they're like they're like, How is Peter Dinklage? How is season eight? And he's like, It's certainly something you'll all remember. And he like looks at the <laughs> camera. It's uh God, they all knew. They knew we do, everybody do. Yeah. Everybody knew it was gonna be a trash shoot. But hey, welcome to the Dropback Podcast. I'm Andrew. This is Andrew. Welcome to the Game of Thrones Dropback Podcast, mm-hmm. where we talk about what do we talk about here? Facts, facts, more, more history. history. Um, That's pretty much it. I don't think yeah, we really. We, Here's a fact for you. Did you know that um, Google Images was invented as a result of uh, Jennifer Lopez? No, what? Uh, she, uh, I guess, she wore a dress. At the Emmys in like 2002, and so okay. many people were Googling it. They're like, oh, we should have a picture section, and they made it. So shout out wow. J-Lo. That's pretty cool. And uh, um, that's actually ben crazy, Affleck. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's the reason why they were like, wow, we really need to see what Jennifer Lawrence looks like. Jennifer Lopez. Lopez. So next time, <laughs> next time you look up something on Google Images, make sure you thank Katniss Everdeen. 
because she had nothing to do with it. It was Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fun fact. Yeah. Do you have any fun facts? I, I, I have a fun fact oh, of the day today. Okay. My fun fact of the day. <clears throat> did you know that um, the ancient Romans, uh, the ancient Romans used to drop a piece of toast into their wine um, for good health, hmm. which is why people today raise oh, toast. Oh, oh. oh, look at those yeah. sneaky little Romans. Yeah, you know, a lot of our language and uh, random facts about society come from them. Did you know the Romans, uh, they had um, public restrooms and... Um, in, in these public spaces, they're wide out in the open. It's like a, a little ring of just toilets. And they shared a communal sponge on a stick that they used in light of toilet paper. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just right in the middle. There's a sponge on a stick and a little bit of water. You swirl it around, and then, you'd, you know, you take care of yourself. Yep. It's like a, like a universal uh, – what's, what's, that, what's that tool you use to clean? Toilet paper. No. I'm, I'm forgetting what it is. It's like the scraper. Oh, the, like the yeah. toilet brush one? Yeah, yeah. It's like that. But you, yeah. That's such a crazy thing that they used to do back then. Yeah. So I hope, I hope you all have your learning hats on because that's what this podcast is about. It's in the education section for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any more fun facts you're going to... Um. You don't have oh, to. another fun fact. Okay, gives you some uh, some context of the relativity of things, right? Mm. The moon <laughs> is the same width as Australia. Oh, I actually thought Australia was wider than the moon. I think that's what it is. Australia is uh, wider than the moon. Yes. So next time you walk across Australia, just know that you could also walk across the moon. Probably easy. Do you think? Well, okay. I mean, probably. Yeah. Hold on. For sure. If you had a if you had a spacesuit, right? Yes. Of course. I hope so. And and you, <laughs> you're walking and your task was to circumnavigate the moon, right? Let's assume you can walk through the dark side of the moon. Shout out Pink Floyd. Um, do you think that would be more or less dangerous than walking across Australia? I mean, I think your biggest fear is probably freezing to death. Let's say you had that little space heater. You have a little, so, hand, you have little mean, hand warmers in your spacesuit. How many days would that take you to to, to go? I, I mean, it wouldn't couple. always it wouldn't always be the dark side of the moon. No, it'd be that for like half of it, maybe every more. Day. Yeah, not every day. Yeah, just right. No, the way it spins with how Earth no, spins. No, no, it doesn't. We see the same face of the moon every no, day. No, but it's it because it slightly spins with the same speed of Earth. That's why we see the same face of the moon. This is not a moon podcast, so I don't know the answer to this. It, no, yeah, the moon it makes ever sense. so slightly spins, and it is always matched up with like the face. Either that or it's just a computer simulation. I don't know. Would you eat the moon? <laughs> and then I would try it, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Everyone would try it. Anyone who says they wouldn't try the moon if it were made of uh, barbecue barbecue spare spare ribs ribs. or blue cheese. I wouldn't try blue cheese. Is disgusting. Dude, right, moon take... blue cheese. No, dude, are you kidding me? That's Wallace and Grummet's. What? Grummet. 
like oh dream. Oh my it's, god, big news, everybody, out of out of our, our friends across the pond. The studio that is responsible for making Wallace and Gromit and Chicken Run and Flushed Away, they're working on a, a Wallace and Gromit sequel. Oh, we're back. They're running out of clay. The company that makes clay shut down. Oh no. So they're running out of clay. How we can't they can't do it anymore. They're running out of clay. Wait, they're not doing the entire movie? Well, I think they they have enough to finish the movie, but not nothing after that. They don't they can't no it's find a supplier. Obviously, you don't you're not in the clay game. You can't just <laughs> you don't know how complex it is to make clay. <laughs> Something that you know the Romans and Egyptians the used to use all the time. Well, they weren't making stop motion animation, so I guess checkmate, that's, that's fair. Checkmate, but dumb Romans. <laughs> like no one in the entire world can, you know. Even just like a private supplier, just make really uh, hey, good clay. I'm Maybe not, it's a certain recipe that they need. Go ask Wallace. I'm not the one. I don't know the answer to this. I'll but try I'm, to. I'm just saying it's a. Uh, it's come to my attention that. There's a real possibility this this thing could be at a at a standstill. <laughs> Something else that might be. <laughs> Something else. <laughs> Something else that might be at a standstill is Bill Belichick's decision. Oh. To not name a quarterback. Oh, this is this true. week in the NFL. And you know, and the Patriots. Billy O, Mr. O'Brien, there, our, our good old offensive coordinator who has just had a career year this he's, year. He's, he's honestly making a name for himself. He's really again. proven all the Texans fans sit like, right. <laughs> they feel silly right now. They uh, said, no, yeah. we could have a coach that is putting up 12 and a half points a game. We could have that guy. Wow, we're missing out. But no, Bill, Bill, Bel Bill Belichick. I just said Bill O'Belichick. Bill O'Belichick. <laughs> both of them. That's what some players come. What a, what a fusion. Uh, Bill Belichick, you're right, has not named a starter, and uh, they've asked Bill O'Brien if, like, he wanted to. If it was his decision to start Mac Jones, he was like, "That's a head coaching decision. Uh, it's not my decision." So, like, he definitely didn't. He definitely did not yeah, want to start Yeah, but Mac he, Jones. like, they're so fucked because I think Bailey's happy. He just he's worse. To, ah, he he is worse. He is worse. He's you see what Grock's take take was recently, where um, he basically thinks that everyone is really not respecting and undervaluing Mac Jones, and that if he were Mac Jones, he would ask for release and then play for the Cleveland Browns. I did see that, yeah. Which is kind of crazy to think about. That would be a completely improbable circumstance if like, we even cut him to begin with. I think we'd trade him for at least like a seventh-round pick. But yeah, How the mighty have fallen. Yeah. Remember when it's... Mac Jones was grittying in the Pro Bowl? Honestly, that, that I knew something was up then. As soon as I saw that, I was like, "That like, I'm all for you know people being themselves and doing awkward, cringy stuff, right?" But that was crazy. There was no reason for him to to do that, and he did it. I remember there were people in the off season on Twitter after we. I think it was after like we signed Juju, and it was after we signed Juju and Zeke and Gasicki, and there were all these like. 
delusional Patriots fans being like they're listing out all the players we had and they were like, do the Patriots have a top five offense in the NFL? How crazy are we as a fan base for us to have a segment of people that think that that was going to put us over the top? You have Mike Kosicki, who has like eight catches. Uh, not eight. He has more than that. But I think we need to we need a little spoonful of reality as a as a fan base, especially like some of the younger fans, because you know you're used you get. Are we the younger fans? We yes, but it, we're different. We're not the same. Yeah, as, we are different. We're not <laughs> the same as the rest of the. We're not the same as the rest of the. That weren't alive for the first <laughs> half of the dynasty. We were alive for the first half. We go way back. We were alive. I was. I remember the Super Bowl in two thousand one. I was one. I remember yeah. it well. I was a little baby. Um, but I I think hopefully this season is a little like spoonful of medicine. They were just like, listen, we suck. It's okay. It's okay to suck. We're not gonna suck forever, but we suck right now, and that's fine. Um. Just don't say that maybe Juju Smith-Schuster is gonna make Mac Jones the top five quarterback. I, mean, I thought he was gonna be. You have a crate. You valued Juju so highly for no reason, dude. He, you know, he's just he's young. He's a capable receiver of getting a thousand yards like consistently. I don't over think the that's the course of the season. I right? don't. When's the last? I bet. The, I think the last time he had a thousand yards was on the Steelers. Yeah, it was. It was a good bet. Yeah, I don't know. Obviously. You know, injuries, distractions, Fortnite kind of gets in the way. You got to take mm. the priority of what's precedent at the time. And, you, say, you know, you say, wait, you say you have to take priority of what's precedent? Precedent. Oh, okay, okay, okay. President. President. You got to take priority of whoever's president, whether it's Trump, um, Biden. You know, you that's that's how well you play. Calvin Coolidge. <laughs> yep. <laughs> who was who was this notable player during the reign of Calvin Coolidge? What year is that? Uh, is that I don't even name? think football Calvin was Calvin Coolidge. I, I don't. I'm not good at, at presidents. What years? Calvin Coolidge? Coolidge. I'm gonna guess Calvin Coolidge was the president in like the 1880s. Oh, so we didn't even. I I probably he was the 30th president oh, during okay. uh, 1923 to 1929. I'm gonna go Jim Thorpe. Let's go Jim wow. Thorpe. Jim, <laughs> Jim Thorpe, American athlete. He was Native American, as a matter of fact. Oh, really? Uh, uh, he played. Oh, a little bit earlier. No, no. That was when wait, wait, wait. Let me. Uh, where did he play in the NFL? He was on uh, Washington, I believe. Uh, he, he was in the Olympics. The yep. Commanders. Uh, all around champion. Yep. Okay, wait. Football. Uh, this guy played every. Oh, the 1910s. Canton Bulldogs. They paid him two hundred fifty dollars a game. Wow. Uh, okay. He won titles in nineteen seventeen and nineteen nineteen. Oh my God! Thorpe reportedly ended nineteen nineteen championship game by kicking a wind assisted ninety five yard punt. What? Bless you. Yeah. Bless you. Nineteen twenty. He was. Uh, How much was the wind helping him if he kicked it ninety-five yards? Maybe a little bit, but dude, that's a boot. Okay, so he he did play in nineteen twenty-three. 
That was it. Okay, actually, hey. Wait, wait, wait what, was, what was your year of Coolidge again? Was I thought it was 1923, wasn't that? All right, Calvin Coolidge. Calvin Coolidge. 1923 hey. to 1929. Jim okay, Thorpe. Jim, Jim Thorpe. Thorpe. Shout out Jim Thorpe. Wow, you kind of cite that. I, you did cite that. I, I never Thank would you. have got... <laughs> For those of you who don't know, this is a Jim Thorpe podcast. Yeah. Uh, he did not play for the for Washington. Um, oh. He played for the Canton Bulldogs, for those of you wondering at home. But you mentioned, <laughs> speaking of Juju, which we were talking about like an hour ago. Yes, yes. I, this is a thought that I had the other day in the shower. If you ask someone in 10 years what these four individuals have in common, I don't, I don't think anyone except like a very small group of people like within three years of our age will ever understand ever again. If you say, tell me what these people have in common, Juju Smith-Schuster, Travis Scott, Drake, and Ninja. I don't think anybody's going to know except for like people our age, like two yeah. years older or younger than us. That's true. What that, a legendary that, that, day. That broke the internet back It then. did. It did. Everybody was at home. They're like, Fortnite who's was playing? Who's, the same. who's doing a quad together in Fortnite? What a day. Honestly, because Fortnite was huge at that time, and then that happened, I feel like that blew it up ten times more. And Fortnite has been a staple yeah. over these last six years, I guess. Longer, I, don't I, think. Think it's, I don't think it's going anywhere. They've no, probably, dude, it's been like eight years since... Fortnite came out like our sophomore year of high school, didn't that? Yeah, I think so. That's like six, seven years. Wow. Hey, Jeez. I don't think there's any other receiver in the NFL or any other team that can say that they've had a receiver of theirs play Fortnite with Drizzy Drake. So it's who's true. really? Even if it was six years ago. Take that, uh, Dolphins and Bills fans. <laughs> Suck it, Josh Allen. <laughs> You'll never play Fortnite with Drake. Dude, yeah. Right. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah. Speaking of the Bills, they might they might be frauds. I think, I think they, they are frauds. I mean, yeah. I mean, Josh Allen, he might be sort of a fraud too. He he came out after beating the Jets and getting three touchdowns against him against them and saying that he's back, which I think was foolish for him to say because never say you're back. You you you. Why'd you, where'd you, so you're admitting that you left? Is that what you're implying? Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, Josh Allen. He, Josh Allen was himself on fraud alert. He yeah. knew that he didn't. Wow. He, like, he thought to himself that I am not doing well because everyone is out there saying, you know, because they're not saying this. It's just a fact. Like, he's throwing the most interceptions since 2019. <laughs> Everyone's saying league. he's throwing the most interceptions. He has. He, he's, it's, not a, it's not an opinion. It's a fact. It's a fact, Jack. Facts don't care about your feelings. And – Fact is that Josh Allen throws way too many interceptions to be considered an elite quarterback. I disagree with that. He's definitely an elite quarterback. Yeah, he is an elite quarterback. Yeah, but Brett Favre threw a million interceptions, and he's like one of the best quarterbacks ever. But it's it's just that I don't know. I think problem with the Bills reside is he throws too many picks, and they don't give the running backs the ball enough. They let him, they they base their offense around scheme runs for him, which is you know incredibly powerful and they should continue to do that but maybe like not 15 times a, day a game maybe like maybe like three you know and just three five, you know like let cut let it by 80 percent. i know you don't want to hurt your quarterback and you want him to like focus on actually throwing the football as a he, patriots fan i do think josh allen should i think he should double the amount of times he runs that's yeah, you're right. Time. I don't know what I'm thinking. He's a good running back, and he <laughs> should continue to run the ball. You should just do runs right up the middle. 
Yeah, he doesn't give a shit about taking hits though. He'll just uh, well, he, dude, he's he's gigantic. He's yeah. bigger than most of the other men on the field. He sure. is so huge. Um, I saw a play in the Titans what if game. He would, like right now, if he would succeed in um, the NFL fifteen years ago, how how would Josh Allen? In his current form, with his current offense, do it get hurt a lot? I think. Baltimore Ravens defense. Uh, they're murdering people. Both. Well, sh- shout out Ray Lewis. Uh, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> Literally. Uh, but Brady yeah, came no, out recently and said that he would not throw to the middle of the field because he knew he didn't want to. He knew that if he did. There's a good chance Ray Allen Ray Allen. Uh, <laughs> There's a good chance Ray Allen was gonna hit a three and he didn't want that. There's a good chance that Ray Lewis would just knock out and take whoever he whoever was running across the middle, you just take him out of the game. Imagining Ray Allen as a middle linebacker is really like a yeah. feared middle line. He was so skinny. Ray Allen, filthy two thousand four um NBA basketball player. Mm. He actually won, uh, won a game, game for me last night. Was pretty crazy. It was uh, 77 78. The Denver Nuggets. He was on Denver because we did a fantasy draft. And uh, he, he runs runs through the. Uh, I don't know. He splits the D and just as a as a slam dunk in the last two seconds of the game, we mm-hmm. win the game against the Boston Celtics. For those of you who, didn't, who don't realize, uh, the Patriots did not play this week. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this is our official bi week podcast. Bi week uh, podcast. You know, this week is full of speculation. It's full of success. It's just think hey, of another S word. Think of another S word. Spontaneous shrimp action. Yep. And that doesn't make any sense, but spontaneous action. It, this 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 week is about speculation and about the entire something week. else. And Suspense something, and something good that happened. Superstition. Something good that happened is. This a little a little air I feel as though is taken out of this game now that the Giants have beaten the Commanders and win or lose it still puts us at a good spot of in within our our, our, our top ten draft draft board I think with yeah, let me the, check the, the draft tracker them, um, I believe that puts us at third overall right now which obviously we want to beat the which, which is which is good because maybe there's a chance where we we beat the Giants this week. And we're still ahead of them in the overall draft board, but probably not because we have the head-to-head matchup, and they'd probably be ahead of us. But they beat the Commanders, so and we didn't beat team the team that we could not beat, and they look good against the Commanders too. So, um, another thing um, that I I wanted to mention: shout out Tommy DeVito. Uh, yep, we have the third overall pick right now. Currently on a three-game win streak for us, which is, I mean, of course you have to lose. You mean lost streak? No, we're winning. This is oh, what we want. Well, oh, this is not what we want. You're toxic. You're damn. We don't want to. We don't want to tank. We're not supporters of tanking here. But um, I tank. While we're losing, you know. But uh, shout out Tommy DeVito. Um, may have jumped into top five Italians, perhaps. It's certainly a hell. There's not a lot of Italian folks in the NFL. It's really not. Tommy. I'm sure there's more more than you think. They probably just Matt Milano him. is certainly Italian. Tommy DeVito is Italian. Uh, there's no bones about him. He's certainly Italian. Um, let's see. There was a guy uh, who's a safety at Alabama who's actually on the Patriots staff right now. 
He's super Italian. I don't remember what his name is. Um, did you Google it? Yeah. Italians in the NFL. We have not found anything. <laughs> That's recent. Um, well, yeah. Anyways. Oh, list of NFL oh. players born in Italy. Oh, they don't right. have to be born in Italy. They just have to have Italian descent. Well, they could be Italian. I don't know any of these guys. Giorgio Davicino. Oh, we had a we had a cornerback. Will, Will Yeatman. Yeah, I don't know any of these guys. Ping Bodie. Ralph Vince. Oh, oh, um, I don't know. Joe Staley might be Italian. He looks like he could be Italian. Giovanni Carmazzi was definitely Italian. He's he sucked. Um, there's got to be an Italian kicker. Maybe. Regardless, um, I miss that that kicker in the Colts that used to. Oh, um, he's gone. He was Blankenship, kid. Rodrigo Blankenship. Yeah. You know what I he found out? He was fun. Found it lasted. Speaking of Italians, we have a friend uh, named Tino. Very Italian name. Very Italian man. And um, in the Celtics yesterday, we were watching the Tim Tom Tim Robbins. Is that his name? Tim, whatever the guy's name is, where I think you should leave. I don't even know what show that is. <laughs> skit show, comedy sketch, skit show. Oh, I know that guy. Uh, I guess yes. that's where Roy Donk, and well, Roy Donk is a real person, but Tiny Poop Squig Shorterly. Really? Yeah. From wow. that show. It's interesting. That means nothing to you all, but he's our kicker for the London Black Knights. Yes. Notable um, Small. historic expansion franchise. Yeah. Very good. Soon to come. Coming soon. We're uh, currently in the midst of an undefeated season, so, you know, we're busy. But, mm -hmm. you know. But, you know, I also saw um, this week that Josh Uche had a – sort of a heart-to-heart -heart conversation with Bill Belichick as there were trade rumors flying around for weeks. He hasn't played for weeks either. You know, hopefully after this coming off this bye, coming off this brutal loss in Germany, Josh Uche gets back in the field. That would be you know, nice. You know what's crazy? Crazy fact. I think I know what you're going to say. With Matthew Judon? Yep. Matthew Judon is currently still the sack leader on the team with four, which is crazy to think that he had four sacks going into week three or four of the season. That's incredible. And he's so our good. pass rush does not look the same since he's there. No, not at all. I, and we talked about that in the beginning. We were like, this is it. We'll see if Josh Uche is the guy, but we really couldn't because he like didn't he hasn't played in a long time. Um unfortunate that uh, you know, Keon White, and I don't think Keon White is like a sack guy necessarily. I think he's more of like a run stopper, and I think he's played well. Um, but it's it's tough that yeah. we just haven't gotten any pressure at all. Yeah, especially when a player like Judon's off the field, it's just such a relief for the opposition's offensive line because you know you don't have to devote as much attention to blocking just a like a powerhouse coming through going after your quarterback. Yeah. Um, Speaking of uh, powerhouses, I don't know if you saw this, but former first-team All-Pro, there was one who got released. He was up for Defensive Player of the Year a couple of years Ooh, ago. Shaq Leonard. Yeah. Freedom. Formerly Darius Leonard, Shaq Leonard, has been released by the Colts. 
that is somebody who I would very much be intrigued to sign, you know, for mm-hmm. next season. That would be awesome. I don't I assume he's gonna have a lot of people trying to get him. Um I the Colts are a disaster right now. Jim Irsay, I think, is is maybe the worst owner in the NFL. He's, he's losing it. I think he's lost it, dude. I don't think I don't think his players like him. I think um he makes poor financial decisions. Um remember he wouldn't pay Jonathan Taylor and then he was like, I'm going to pay like twenty million dollars to transport this whale across yeah. this country. Um that was such a crazy quote that he had on Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, he's like he's like where he goes if I die tonight and Jonathan Taylor is out of the league, no one's going to miss us. So the league goes on. Like That's he, such a crazy question to like, are you going to pay your star running back? You know, he you dies, he dies. Said, <laughs> you could have said no. And he says this all elaborate, his, this whole elaborate thing. So he, he will be dust no in the wind one, like the pyramids of Giza in a dude, thousand years. <laughs> it's not that deep, dude. You don't have to get like so morbid, you know? <laughs> yeah, he sucks. Uh, but the Colts, yeah, they lost. Their centerpiece on defense. Right. It's tough. Yeah, I think he's worth a shot to see what he's doing. If he's hanging out, we're like, hey, uh, Shaquille, mm. come on over to, come on over. We gotta, we got someone you. Uh, I you wonder why they, they they cut him to begin with. Maybe injuries. Like maybe he just yeah. maybe he sucks. He's sick of the Colts. Maybe he just got really bad all of a sudden. It's true. Somehow, he can see it. You but, to see the cliff with players too. When players are filthy and they just fall off. I don't think he got bad. I I, I would have a very hard time. Alvin Cook got bad. He was like he wasn't great last year, but he was still a capable running back. You know, great starter. Um, I believe. And what's the worst fall off that you've ever seen from a player from one year to like the next year? Probably Le'Veon Bell. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. It, that it was, was astounding. That was a cliff. He was like a consensus top three to five running back in the league for mm-hmm. like the previous four years. He does a holdout. He doesn't play. He goes to, well. He goes to the Jets. Doesn't play. Comes back and is just so awful. What is it about really good running backs going to the Jets and not being good anymore? They have no offensive line to block for them. Curtis he Martin out with really a with a. He was honestly just a bank robber. He went in, robbed the Jets for $70 million, played like a year and a half, <laughs> and just left. Good for him. Good for him. Good Thank for you, Bill. Thank you for doing that, keeping the Jets Stinted dead. the growth of the, the Jets franchise. I mean, they do that to themselves. For that we think. The Jets are coming back. The Jets are coming back. Yeah, never coming back. But, yeah, honestly, it's really tough that Rodgers isn't playing this year because we couldn't see what they would have been. With I mean, Rodgers. he'll be back. I mean – Dude, he's been doing ayahuasca in the jungle. He'll be back probably next week. Hopefully. Superhuman healing. That'd be cool. Did you uh, did you see the video of uh, him on the sideline holding like the little case and he grabbed it and like what looked suspiciously like a bong fell out? Of yeah, the yeah, I did see that video. Everyone was like, "Oh, it had to have been a bong. It looked just like it one. looked just like a bong. It was probably what are we? What well, like speculation? Are we not? Yeah, some, some sort of advanced, advanced science tool? Yeah, just for." Player health and it's, it's probably yeah. Tino would probably know. It's probably a physical therapy thing. Yeah. Um, Shout out Tino, Doctor Doctor Tino. But something that I heard on ninety three point seven recently by Curtis 
um, was his four-point plan to have the Patriots um, succeed in the future. And I hope I remember all these steps correctly. But, I hope you. I hope you forget like two of them. I know. I'll, I'll remember at least three. I, like step I might one be, and step four. Uh, so step one is to have Robert Kraft relinquish ownership to his son, just passing Jonathan. the torch to Jonathan. Curtis believes that he Jonathan is ready right now to take ownership, which will be good. He believes that um, Robert Kraft is way too sort of. Slow for today's NFL. Not not slow in terms of like his him getting older, just like his management style. This is his his speed, his 40 time. We can't play him in any position at this point. But I want something I thought was pretty interesting was he says that Robert Kraft has taken the approach of a leader where he hires people and he lets them he hires them to do a role and then he just gives them the space to do it, which I, I respect. I think that's that's a good way to like go about that sort of hiring process and not being over their back all the time. And, you know, maybe there's a lot of reason why the Patriots have succeeded over the the course of the last 20 years because of that sort of management style, having trust in the person you hire to do the job that they are assigned. But he believes that with today's NFL and changes happening constantly, it's not working anymore. And he wants Jonathan to take over and have a much more um, active management role. Next step is to fire Bill Belichick and trade for Mike Vabral, which, honestly, I disagree with. I'm not a big Mike Vabral guy. Step number three is to bring a familiar face back in. Tom Brady. Tom, No, literally. Oh, wait, really? Tom Brady, get him, uh, like, sell a portion of the team to him or something, get him to have, like, to have stake in ownership, make him, like, the president of football operations or something so he has a say in, like, personnel to bring in. And, Dude, oh. and make them good again. And, and step, step four, four wins. <laughs> Imagine Tom Brady coming back and like getting hired as you know some some guy in the front office somewhere, and just immediately making like all the right decisions. Like if this guy is just good at like everything he does ever. That would like he's just the perfect human. He's like yeah. he's like fine, well, I'll come back. And well, he... <laughs> at what cost? <laughs> Who do you mean? Family. <laughs> yeah, it's family. He didn't lose his family <laughs> in the way of his success, but fuck him. Hey, it's, you can't argue. It's, it's, you know, six six rings uh, six, for the Patriots. Seven rings in total. Seven rings in total. The six for the for the Patty Boys. Could have had eight. Could have had 10. It's going to add a lot. Anyways, what do you, you, th- you think about that three-point plan? Um, I don't know if I agree that Robert Kraft is necessarily needing a change. I know he's very old, um, but I think he has given the go-ahead to spend more money in recent years which is something that he didn't do while Brady was here. Like they, we didn't really spend a whole lot. Yeah, he was kind of – he was low-key pro Lamar Jackson try trading for Lamar, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think that he is necessarily so old that he has fallen out of touch with the 
modern ways of running a football team and winning. I think he's adjusted and tried to do things to help the team. They just haven't worked. Like we've missed on a lot of our signings or, uh, you know, like he, he doesn't draft the team. I think the first step honestly should be, I mean, you said trade Belichick for Vrabel, but I think the first step should be get rid of the GM responsibilities for Belichick and allow somebody else to bring in new talent because he is just not good at, you know, offensive pieces bringing in defense. Sure. He's good. He, he has brought in a lot of good players uh, of late, um, but you know, he cannot be relied on anymore to add offensive pieces to the scene. So I, that's what I would do first. I actually, I, I like the idea of bringing in Vrabel. Um, I think that would be good. I mean, he's like a player's coach. Guys play hard for him. He's He is what Dan Campbell was before Dan Campbell became the head coach of the Lions, I think. He's like a an old-school, tough football guy. People respect him and want to play for him. Uh, he's like a, a motivator. Um, very much not what Belichick was at all is I should say he's not gone yet. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think there are certainly going to be more staff changes. I think this season than we've ever seen before. Um, and uh, maybe even more staff changes than actual roster changes, which could be, uh, I think that this off season is going to be, kind of crazy i think mm -hmm. seeing is what it's going to be going into next year it will be and something to think about too is a lot of people want belichick out i'm not really sure what the crafts viewpoint in, in in all that is i'm sure their viewpoint at the end of the day is we need to do something to get this team back and and winning Relevant. football games yeah. um and they're gonna think you know if we have a top pick do we also want to try to bring in our coach of the future on, on this team too, which, you know, implementing a new quarterback and a new head coach into your entire football team and system is really tough to do and have success, but NFL is changing. And we've seen a lot of new young offensive coordinators um, become head coaches in this league and have success. But I think you also have to think about if you keep Belichick, right, and say you draft a quarterback at the, in the top three, assuming that's what we keep uh, in our position, um, how long is Belichick going to stay around, anyways? Because he's old. I know he's chasing the win. Record. I think he. I think he's going to play until he gets it. I think he wants it. He's right there. He's a. He's a. I don't know if this is the right saying, but steward of history. Steward. Steward. It's steward. Steward. Darn. He's a little mouse. He's yeah. Steward. It's a mouse. He's a steward of history, you know, and he he. Or no, student. Student. God, we're both so dumb. Yeah, but the, the, there's something like stewards, like a steward with a D. Steward. Steward is, steward is a man. Like you want to? I'll show you around. I don't know. I was watching Anchorman the other day, and. Ron Burgundy looks to Veronica Corningstone and he says, uh, you know what? If you'd like, I could steward you around town and show you around. Yeah, with a D, not with a T. 
Yeah. Yeah. Steward is like um yeah, like they had stewards in Game of Thrones. They were like little like helpers. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Belichick was a devout follower of rich NFL history. So, he still is today, and he wants to become etched in the stone of it. You Bill know? Belichick's a little he's mouse. Got little Super Bowls, little mouse man. He drives around in a little toy car. And he wants the win title. Yeah, he does. And he, he's he's within reach of getting it. So if oh. I'm him, I move on. If, if the Patriots move on for me, I move on to a new team. That had no. a good roster and oh, you're saying that as Bill Belichick. Yes. I thought you were saying that as you. I thought you were saying if Bill goes, I leave. Bill goes, I follow him wherever he goes. <laughs> Goal commanders, dude. I hate those rumors so much. It's like like out of all the teams in the NFL, you think Bill Belichick's gonna go to the Washington Commanders? Especially not maybe when they had Chase Young and, and uh Montez Sweat still because he's yeah. like a defensive guy. But there's no way he would ever go to like a shittier, not shittier, but they're like a little bit less shitty than us. Yeah, and they have some good offensive pieces too, but they're just really shitty still. Yeah, uh, I think I, the Commanders would want him, but I don't. If I were Bill, I would want to go to a few other places before then. Like, where could he go? Uh, maybe if Tennessee gets rid of. Vrabel, he why do we why do we want Vrabel if you keep Vrabel, saying, Vrabel sucks? You keep saying Vrabel, 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 Vrabel. <laughs> why do we want Vrabel? But he just he, he's probably getting outed at his own franchise, and you know hasn't really had much success there. He's, yeah, they took him to the playoffs. Like a, you remember how bad the Titans were before Mike Vrabel got there. They sucked. Like every year, they yeah, sucked. And they still suck now. They made it to the playoffs like four years in a row. No, probably maybe two. Maybe no two way, years. dude. It was only like two years. Last year, they had a bad season. They won four games. Let's see, Tennessee Titans. That's Google Drive. Hold on. Google Drive. Uh, Titans. Record by year. All right. Let's see. Here we go. Yeah, they have a career losing record. That's not good. Uh, okay. 2000. All right. This year they are three and seven. So they made the playoffs four years out of five. Oh, Actually, they did go out of tear. Lost conference, lost wild card, lost division. So, they, okay. Yeah, they finished. First in the division, they were twelve and five, eleven and five, and nine and seven. So, in Vrabel's first year, they went nine and seven. They missed the playoffs. Nine and seven made the playoffs. Eleven and five made the playoffs. Twelve and five made the playoffs. Last year, they were seven and ten. There's no way they had the fourth pick at seven and ten. I, I said they had four wins. I was wrong. Oh, uh, this year they're three and seven. They suck. Uh, yeah, not they're, good. they're in a tough spot right now. They're really, they're they're in sort of like a win now team. Oh my god! Their leading rusher in 2015 was Antonio Andrews. I don't even know who that is, and I feel like I, I like to think that I know a lot of people, but I don't know who that is. He's the goat. He's the goat. It's Antonio Andrews. Shout out him. Um. 
I like Mike Vrabel. I also liked Ron Mayo a lot. Uh, I think he would be a, a good replacement for Belichick should that happen. But I don't know. I don't but hey, decisions. something something good to note as well. Robert Kraft, pretty good at selecting head coaches. Last head coach he had before Belichick, Pete Carroll. But he wasn't that great on the Patriots. But I mean, they they you know they he's a good coach. He was he was all right on the Patriots. Also, um, Bill Parcells was a was a head coach on the Patriots, but I don't think Robert Kraft was the owner at that point. Hmm. But they went to the uh, to the Super Bowl under Bill Parcells, but they got demolished. They got absolutely mollywhopped. Played the '85 Bears. And that's what happens when you play the '85 Bears. Can't really do much. <laughs> Can't really do much about that. They got the refrigerator in the backfield. They got the fridge. Yeah, they got the fridge. Yeah. Oh, what are you gonna do? He's the goat. He's the goat. I don't know. Lots of lots of up in the air still. Um, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't think any of us really know what's gonna happen, but. We can uh, only wait and see. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, you know, this week, even though it's going to be the, the what some may refer to as the cum bowl, um, it, there's a lot of stake in what's going to happen for, in, for the Patriots' future. It, this will be a good foreshadowing moment to see, you know, if we win, if we still have any, you know, slice of dignity within us left any any sort of character or if we lose is this just are, are we just completely lost yeah uh, who's gonna play quarterback i don't know malik cunningham would be pretty interesting to see him that'd be cool um all right so we can we can sort of shift here and um a couple weeks ago we had asked um you guys how we were feeling about um, the Patriots' performance after the um, Colts game and sort of what you all think of our sort of our current state and, and your your thoughts and feelings. We had some responses um, from Michael Sullivan on Twitter. Um, it's at underscore Mike Sullivan. He asks, what's the next step for the Pats? Fire Bill, get rid of Mac, build a new stadium, I don't know anymore. And Michael, I, I I completely understand what you're coming where you're coming from. You know, it's it's I feel as though there's so much to so much going building a stadium, probably not, but like it especially we have, not we have a huge identity change and identity crisis right now. And we need to figure out how to navigate through these waters, especially because it's not really something that we're familiar with or ever really had to deal with. Um, you know, some teams over the last 20 years have shifted starting quarterbacks 15, 20 times. And we're lucky that we've only had to deal with this situation three times with Brady, Cam Newton, and now Mac Jones. Um, so if, I were in charge of making decisions. I would think step one would be we need to figure out a replacement for Mac Jones, even if we get a temporary guy um, like a Kirk Cousins type to just fill in the role and just play solid quarterback but not great quarterback for a year so that we can develop other parts of this team. Um, but I think 
overall right now, whether the locker room has turned against Mac Jones or not, he is just not capable of, of making this team successful anymore. And, you know, maybe he goes to a new team and he's much better. I, I don't know. All the, all the power to him. But I think for right now, it's just proven that it's, it's not a good fit. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with what you said. Um, it's really tough when you, as a, as a fan, put a lot of stake in a guy and think, oh, he's going to, he's going to be the, the next successor. And I think a lot of us believe that in the very beginning, we were hopeful at least, or maybe even a little naive to think that we could emulate the same success. Maybe not the same, obviously, but emulate a similar type of success as we had um, because we didn't know, you know, at that point, the topic was still did, was it Brady more? Was it Belichick more? Was it both of them in tandem? And I think a lot of us thought, well, we have Belichick. We're going to find ways to be good regardless. Um, and, you know, I think this year we've seen – no, we're not bulletproof. We can't do that. I think a changing of the guard is maybe necessary here. Um, Mac is not the guy. I hope he can go on to somewhere else and play well and, you know, carve out a career for himself. Um, but, yeah, there's got to be a full-on – clean sweep of, of what we got right now uh except the lighthouse you can't you can't get rid of the lighthouse we just built that it's pretty cool yeah, bon jovi went up there um ring the bell ring the bell gotta keep that good stuff yeah um it's actually right. funny you say that because I, I think we, we responded back to michael saying new stadium but keep the lighthouse hashtag beam <laughs> hashtag beam lasers um so next up we got um eric burgess on Twitter or X at Berg the goalie. He says, bye-bye Mac bill survives for the next year with stipulations. Let's see what Will Greer has. I think we have seen what Will Greer has, and I don't think there's much to him either. I think he's just another one of those guys where, you know, you're looking for upside and you probably won't find anyone find any, you know, it's very, very bleak mindset on him, but we've seen what he's done to the Panthers. He got cut for a reason. Um, I would like to see if there's any sort of upside with Malik Cunningham, even if he goes out there and just sucks, like, we'll know. I feel like with his speed and what he showed in that one drive of that Texans game, um, preseason game, is that he's a fun player to watch. And he could be a potential good Swiss Army Knife um, wildcat player to just play in, maybe a Taysom Hill type. So, to me, it's worth They're very, a shot. very, very different Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill's a tank. No, he yeah, runs but like, people over. you know, what I, like the Swiss Army type of player that he is. You know, I don't, I don't think Billy Cunningham would do that, but I think he might has he might have that possibility of filling a similar role. He's certainly um, a more versatile player than any of the quarterbacks we have right now. I uh, I don't think Will Greer is the answer necessarily. Not even necessarily. I don't think he's the answer. I don't I don't see him going in the game and doing much better than Mac or Zappy. Um, to be honest, I, he's been an afterthought in my brain uh, because I I would rather out of all the guys. To play, it's 
him and Zappy are last in my mind right now, to be honest with you. I would first, I'd be interested in seeing Cunningham and then, you know, just keep Mac out there. I know Mac has been awful, um, but at this point, I don't, I don't think there's any real uh, advantage to like pulling him completely, you know, rather other than like keeping him healthy and maybe trading him in the off season. But I don't, I don't even think that we would do that. I don't think we'd trade Mac. I think we would keep him for next year regardless because we have him under his rookie contract still and uh, maybe have him be a backup yeah. if we take another guy, which I'm, there, we, by doing that, we are creating that awkward situation where it's like we drafted this guy to be our quarterback, and now he's our backup, and he's just going to have to learn to fill that role if we do draft that that next generation. If I were Mac Jones, I'd want out, but I don't know if we would let him out. I don't think we would, unless unless we got unless Belichick got a seventh round pick for him, because that's probably uh, all he would ask. Yeah, I, I don't pick I, swaps. It's gonna be that weird thing where it's like we're gonna trade a seven for a seven, but pick swaps will get us two picks higher potentially. And then, <laughs> yeah, Mac Jones is worth the 152nd pick rather than the 154th pick. Yes. Um, so next up, uh, we had a tweet from Michael Wade on X at M Wade 60, and he says, Start Malik. Adopt the wishbone or some other forgotten run scheme and wait for the draft. That's an exciting idea. I I like that because we can't pass the ball. We have good running back personnel. I think in the wishbone you could utilize your strength. My only uh, hesitance hesitancy for with this would be our offensive line is not very good. Um, so. If we run the wishbone and we have Malik in there and he's getting a lot of carries, I would not like to see him get injured and then possibly hamper his rushing ability or just ability as a player to stay in the field moving forward. Um, I do think that like seeing that in packages would be really fun because it seemed like for a very long time, Bill, when everyone else zigged, Bill zagged. And it was that was what in part made us so successful was we were utilizing strategies that not a lot of other teams were. So going back to an old school style that I'm sure Bill has been itching to do, you know, he probably dreams about fullbacks and leather helmets and, you know, Jim Brown, Jim. Oh my God, dude. Jim Brown is definitely his hero. He is. I know that for a fact, actually Jim Brown, very cool guy. Um, Inside and outside of football, cool life, awesome, awesome dude. Um, but yeah, I, I think kicking it's funny the tires. You say on that, that too, be because um, in this Twitter thread, uh, we responded to Michael and said, we're, "You know, we're giving it all in for Malik um, to put in the driver's seat because you know this, this this team is broken." And he responded by saying, "Bill is a football historian." Mm. And with mobile quarterback and some option sets, it could be pretty entertaining to watch um, Malik Cunningham out there running running these schemes. They didn't mention that he was a football steward. Mm-hmm. No, they didn't. A variation of that, a cousin in, in the family <laughs> of, of words of uh, descriptors. He slightly mentioned that. Mm. 
He's a uh, stewardess. I think the, the word we history. were trying to use there was student. He's a student of history. What does Stuart mean then? Stuart, 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 Stuart. It's like this, the, the glim thing again. That's a word. Stuart is like a servant. S-T-E-W-A-R-D. Like an assistant. Um, a person who looks after the passengers on a ship, aircraft, or train. No. Person responsible for supplies of food to a cottage club or other institution. Yeah. Do like medieval. Medieval. Um, historically, stewards were... Um, very powerful and carried great responsibilities on the estate. The steward directed, directed the management of land, crop, livestock, productivity. Um, okay. All right. So pretty much uh, exactly what Bill Belichick does on the Patriots today. <laughs> Points. Myth busted. Myth busted. Belichick is steward confirmed. Yeah. So um, as – as uh, students of history and stewards of patriots, those are our thoughts and opinions. This is a history podcast, mm -hmm. and history repeats itself. So yes. we will go 2 and uh, 15 next year as well. Uh, dude, that would be that so would brutal. Oh, my God. I can't do another year. Let's say, hey, hey, think about this. Say we get a quarterback who shows flashes next year. Or maybe maybe we get Marvin Harrison and we just suck, but like he's filthy. I don't think we can call him Marvin Harrison. I think we I think we all have to agree to call him Marvin Harrison Jr. Because it's like if Jerry Rice came, if Jerry Rice had a son, and we we're just like, oh, dude, Jerry Rice is in the draft this year. We're like, what? Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison Deuce the second. He is filthy. That would be really cool. And then you know, if we sucked again, we draft a quarterback the next year, but then that's two years of sucking. So, ah. not ideal. It's way longer than when now. Yeah, two years is way too long of a suck. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, uh, <laughs> this has been uh, the bye week episode of the Dropback Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you learned something fun. Uh, maybe shoot us a fun fact on Twitter. It doesn't have to be football. Just any fun fact, and uh, who knows, we might feature it on the next episode. Mm -hmm. So, sayonara. Bye bye. Thank <laughs> you.